Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Booger Sugar Jr. testifies against Daddy today. How many times does he take the fifth in open court? He's not going to be the only one. Uh, Eric and Ivanka in the days to come will be testifying also against Donald Trump because that's what you do in a trial that he's already been found guilty of fraud. That's right. It's a bench trial, and the judge has already decided that Donald Trump has committed fraud. All they're trying to figure out is how much money. Now, it's not going to be that exciting because Donald Trump Jr. is a friggin' idiot. Bonafide. I think think he has paperwork on it, if you want to know the honest truth. I mean, there's plenty of evidence that he's a bonehead. Out there, I mean, he puts it out on the internet on his on his podcast where he's triggered. Literally, he calls his podcast triggered, where he's triggered by the libtards or something. I don't know. It's it's a weird show. Every once in a while, we show clips of it, but it gets tiring just to watch him do the bunny ear, rabbit ear, quote air quote thing, whatever he does, because he just does this the whole time. And he's got a white powdery substance all over his face sometimes. But the best news about this uh, testifying against Donald Trump is that it is enraging Donald Trump. And I have a few videos that I want to show you today of Donald Trump. I don't know. My friend Jeremy London um, retweeted one of these things. And (laughs) he pointed out something that Jeremy London is an actor. You, you probably know him from like mall rats or this seventh heaven, you know, something like that. But the thing is, is that like when you're shooting video, when you're not doing it live, like if you're cutting it to put it out on the internet, you got a chance to, I don't know, edit it. And it goes back into, is this fucking real? Or is this AI? Like, I, I don't know. Like what? How am I supposed to know this stuff at this point? Like, we got to question everything we see. And I I question this clip that I'm going to show you where Donald Trump basically says that MAGA are tyrants. People who support the MAGA movement are tyrants. That's what he says. Now, I don't know if it's a Freudian slip or if he messed up, but they published it. They published it. And we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden and his team in the White House are incompetent. He puts the, he put this out on True Social. I mean, what do you want from me? I didn't I didn't make him do this. So I wonder if there's going to be any gaffes in the courtroom today where where Donald Trump Jr. Booger Sugar Jr. as I refer to him, um, you know, messes up 
says something that he shouldn't say. But what do you think? How many times are we are we going to take like bets on this? How many times that Donald Trump Jr. has to play the fifth? Now I know, I know Eric was the one that pled the fifth the least amount, and there's been a lot of focus on this gap, the uh, general accounting uh, accepted practices, or excuse me, generally accepted accounting practices. Um, that Donald Trump Jr. learned at the business school of Wharton's School of Business, right? There's a clip I'm going to show you of that, too. Again, you know what's funny about this trial? You know what's really funny about it? Like, we're not hearing anything about, the like, the, the transcripts of the testimony or, like, any of that stuff. Because this is boring shit, right? This is boring stuff. This isn't like the the Trump dumpster fire that we're so used to. That's why when he walks into the courtroom, he does the dumpster fire thing out in front of the courtroom because he can't do the dumpster fire thing in, inside the courtroom. He's already been fined $15,000 because he won't shut his fucking trap. And it looks like Jutkin, uh, he's going to get more of a gag order there. Now, what the punishment is, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't actually think they're going to put him in jail at this point for any kind of gag order or breaking a gag order. I don't think they're going to. Why would they? I mean, they they absolutely put a January 6th defendant in jail over a gag order. You remember us reporting this? Scott McFarline was reporting it from inside the courtroom. There was a scuffle with the January 6th defendant after he was trying to dox or did dox some of the federal investigators on his Instagram account. The judge said, you can't do that. And he said, it's my First Amendment right. Well, that, that's not the First Amendment. That that sort of speech is not protected under the first... You know, why don't we talk about that for a second? Because a lot of people get free speech confused. Because there's a lot of speech going around right now. There's a lot. There's a lot. There was a, 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 a student at Cornell arrested for sending death threats to Jewish students. And he's a, he's a student at Cornell. Now, federally charged. Good. Good, good for those federal prosecutors to beat back on this anti-Semitism and, and death threats. I don't care which fucking way it goes. I don't care if you're sending death threats to Jewish people or Muslims. It's a bunch of bullshit. We need to grow the fuck up in this world. That, yeah, there's people with some views, and especially when their ideology is shaped by their theology, it's going to get a little weird. But that doesn't mean that they don't have the right to exist, you fucking rubes. And I've, I've told you that a lot of these pro-Palestinian protests, I don't agree with every aspect of their protest. I don't agree with every bit of it, but I absolutely believe it is their fucking right to march. It is their right To call the death an atrocity. I'm not in agreement that it's genocide, but I it is an atrocity that is happening in Gaza as hundreds of innocent people get killed. Now, I mean, again, there's a lot of truth there that we have to sort through, and there's a lot of context that we have to sort through. But the thing is, is that people are believing a lot of stuff that is not true. Some are believing propaganda from Israel. Some are believing propaganda from Hamas. The idea that that Israel had to attack a refugee camp and kill refugees just to get one Hamas militant leader, I think that's a little absurd and a little ridiculous. 
Uh, just this morning, the Egyptian border is starting to, to open. And let some of the Palestinians that are injured uh, into Egypt to receive medical care, which thank God for that humanity. Uh, as petroleum trucks drive across the Egyptian border uh, into Gaza. Now, I'm hoping that it's just petroleum that they're carrying for humanitarian aid. Because there needs to be humanitarian aid in Gaza fast, quick, and in a hurry. And it ain't just because of Hamas. It's because Israel is starting to flatten parts of it. Because Hamas is there operating in a military operation. Where they have committed war crimes in their country. So Israel has the right to defend itself. And it has the right to go get the people that have committed those atrocities. And hold the accountable, the group that enabled those atrocities. Against their civilians. All this stuff is true. But it's. Again. Again. We believe. We believe what we want to believe. But we have to get. This straight on the first amendment. Here. Right. Because that matters. Now. Our first amendment is different. Than other free speech laws around the world. Ours is very open, but it is very precise on hate speech. And it is very precise on what hate speech and hate crimes are. It's very specific on it. So this idea that we can we can just let hate crimes and hate speech run amok in this country is all fucking bullshit. That's not free speech. It's not free speech when you when you stab a Muslim child. It's not free speech when you're beating up Jewish people because you're an anti-Semite. It's not free speech when you're threatening the lives of people because of their religion. That's not free speech. You fucking boneheads. I always, you know, I continually have to uh, beat back on MAGA because these, these, these online incel bros, these Elon simps, they have no fucking clue what free speech is. Not a fucking clue. They think free speech is, I get to say and do whatever I want without consequence. Your speech always has consequence. Always. There is never a time where your speech does not have consequence, folks. Trust me, as someone who speaks two hours a day every single weekday into a microphone, my speech has consequence. Now, yesterday, a lot of the audience disagreed with me heavily of what I was saying about the conflict in Gaza. They disagreed heavily with me. And this morning, I, I'm sure that they're going to agree with me when I say it is absolutely ridiculous that Israel flattens a refugee camp to get one leader of Hamas. Seems a little fucking out of out of sort, and we should we should make sure we hold them to account to account and not let them do that anymore, as best we can as our country because we're not in this conflict. I know a lot of people think that we are, but we are we are there to be the middleman arbiter here, and and it is working this morning across the Egyptian border. I told you yesterday, and I showed you video yesterday inside. A, a Senate Appropriations Committee that was chaired by Patty Murray that Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, was testifying in against uh, about some of these issues. 
uh, happening in the Middle East. And there were protesters in the room. And Patty Murray paid those protesters uh, the, the due respect that they needed. She let them protest in the way that they wanted to protest. Now, they're not allowed to interrupt a, an official proceeding. That, that's something that's not allowed. You just, again, that isn't your free speech. You don't get to go into a city council meeting and start kicking over chairs and yelling and screaming without being removed. That's not free speech. It's just not. You will be removed. You don't get to go to Walmart and spray paint on the side of their building. Fuck Walmart. That's not free speech. But you can stand out on the sidewalk, on the public sidewalk, beyond their parking lot with a big sign that's spray painted. Fuck Walmart. That is your free speech. Not everything. Not everything you say, not everything you do is your right. And not only that, again, these fucking boneheads don't understand that there's consequences for your speech. Every single time. Whether it's a good consequence or it's a bad consequence. This is how it works, folks. It's how it works. I told you it was it's absolutely laughable, hilarious and ridiculous that Marjorie Taylor Greene would call pro-Palestinian protest at the Capitol an insurrection. She obviously clearly does not know what the word insurrection means. She wants to commit them, but she doesn't want to look it up in the fucking dictionary. But it's not surprising that Marjorie Taylor Greene and her ilk have no clue how the First Amendment works and how it's applied here in this country. Look, you get to say whatever the hell you want, really, honestly. In this country, you can say almost anything you want to say. You can. And as long as you find a place that will that will give you an amplifier, a lot of people will hear your speech. Sometimes you don't have an amplifier and no one hears your speech. And generally speaking, when no one hears your speech, there aren't too many consequences. Because no one's listening. You're just yelling into the void. But when people hear your speech, there are always consequences. Always. No matter good or bad consequences, whichever you want to, you know categorize them as if I say something here and it makes uh, the audience upset I get a lot of a lot of comments hell I might get a few haters that that leave the show that unfollow me I've had some that unfollow me on Patreon and you know what they send me a message I've had several of them send me messages before saying they're leaving for Patreon for this thing that I said and I, I can't begrudge them for that. I don't attack them. I mean, it's my speech. I get to say it. But there is consequences. And I'm okay with consequences of speech because I fully understand that there are consequences to speech. But a lot of people don't understand this. Now, for instance, uh, I'm going to show you a clip. Yesterday it happened. Secretary Mayorkas of Homeland Security is being questioned by, oh, my dipshit senator from the great state of Missouri, Josh Hawley, who doesn't live in Missouri, by the way. 
Josh Hawley didn't do his homework and his staff didn't do his homework to know that my Orcus, his family, was executed and exterminated in the Holocaust and his mother was a survivor. No clue. Josh Hawley stepped in a big pile of shit and jumped on the rake at the same time. But the back and forth and the volley back and forth was over a post that a DHS employee posted on his private social media about his support for Palestinians. And the problem is, is that they used a parachuter with a Palestinian flag, which is a symbol of Hamas, folks. That's how Hamas got into Israel to commit their atrocities and their war crimes to slaughter innocent Israelis. That's how it happened. So when you're when you're posting pictures of a parachuter with a Palestinian flag, you're pro Hamas, whether you realize it or not. And you're for a terrorist organization. And I believe that people out there can be pro-Palestinian. And not supporting Hamas at all. Those two Jews can exist at the same time. And that person's speech has huge consequences. To post on their Instagram account. To be a DHS employee and be posting pro-Hamas propaganda. On their Instagram account. And that's what happened. And when stuff like that happens, there's consequences of it. The one consequence is that Josh Hawley gets to bring it up in some fucking Senate hearing to try to use it against democracy. That's right. Your speech, your speech has consequences against democracy. Why do you think I call it out when I see it? When people are using their speech in a way that that undermines the institution and the foundation of our liberal democratic constitutional republic, I call it out. I don't give a fuck who it is. I don't give a shit. I don't care if it's TYT and Jank Unger. I don't give a shit if it's Glenn Kirshner. I don't give a fuck. Because I'm telling you, they're undermining our institutions of democracy when they're doing these things. And it may not seem like it now. It may seem like it's protecting it. But in the protection, you can undermine the foundation of what you truly are trying to do. And speech is one of the best ways to get your message out. Good, bad, or indifferent. And there are consequences, good, bad, or indifferent. And sometimes there's short-term consequences, but most times for speech, there's long-term consequences. Why do you think we live in the world that we live today where we are at the intersection of WrestleMania and real life? It's because we allowed the buffoon to become mainstream, not just in our entertainment venue. Oh, God, Donald Trump is a great clown, isn't he? Oh, my God, he's such a fucking goof, and he's easy to goof on, right? With the hair and the stupid fucking suit, the long-ass tie, the dumb fucking hand movements, right? Stupid voice, the orange fucking painted face, right? So easy to goof on. So such entertainment that shit is. But why for the presidency? Why? 
So much so that I'm going to show you a clip today on Trader TV News Network where they're making Biden, who's handing out candy for Halloween, some kind of fucking entertainment. It's weird stuff. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It's weird stuff. I, 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 and I've watched people make fun of Trump and goof on Trump when he was handing out candy uh, to, Hallow- to, to Halloween on Halloween to trick-or-treaters, the one in particular where he puts the candy on the kid's head. I mean, it's funny, it's goofable, but really, does it speak to anything of how someone could or can or should be president? No. It's really fucking dumb. It's really fucking dumb that we would use our speech in that way. The same way it's dumb that we would use our speech to to point in a direction that secretaries of state are going to have unilateral power to strip away someone's access to the ballot. Yes, I think that's ridiculous. I think that's dumb speech. And I think it's going to have serious consequences to come to our democracy. It really, truly is. When the left is yelling and screaming. When the left is yelling and screaming about the 14th Amendment in one state and one secretary of state and this secretary of state, folks, that's dangerous shit to our democracy. It's dangerous shit to the foundation and the institution of our republic. It truly is. I know you don't think it is because he's a danger, but we, we, the people are the government. It is us. We are the republic. It is us who chooses to represent us under the Constitution and many facets and forms in our government. Rather it be the President of the United States, rather it be your United States Senator now. It didn't used to be that way. I don't know if you know that. We didn't used to vote for senators. Rather it's your Congress people. It's your governor, your state attorney general, your state senators, your state representatives, all the way down city council, county commission, down to the fucking dog catcher. And when you start undermining, when you start undermining because you don't like what is happening, when you start undermining our democracy and you start using your freedom of speech to undermine those foundations of democracy, When you start doing that, it has long-term effects, wild long-term effects that you can't predict. And it's best that you stand on the institutions and the foundations of democracy as opposed to trying to use them to your will and to bend them to your needs and your wants. It's not a good idea to do that. That's what the right wants to do all the time everywhere. That's the one reason why we're in such shit shape right now. Why it feels like we can't get the clowns out of our government. Why we can't get people in both parties to want to govern. Because they have used their speech to undermine our liberal, constitutional, democratic republic. Over and over and time and time again, Donald Trump does it on a daily. And I'm here to speak out against fascism. And authoritarianism, no matter where it shall come from. And when someone tells me they want to use unilateral power. At a state office. To keep someone off the ballot. That we don't know if that is constitutional or not. 
And I mean, it's being worked out in the courts, folks. I I actually don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I still don't. I don't think there's any secretary of state that's willing to go out on that limb. To stake their entire career, their entire legacy, their entire political legacy on rather you can 14th Donald Trump before he's been convicted of insurrection. Or sedition or conspiracy to obstruct official proceeding. He's charged. He's charged. But is that enough? I don't know. Why would we ask the question when we, the people, can take care of him? That's our freedom of speech. And we should be using our freedom of speech to hold up the institutions of democracy, to support those institutions, to support that foundation. Why do you think I back Israel? And why do you think I back the Palestinian people to have actual, real liberty? Not bullshit false liberty. Where to, to think that Hamas is their protector. Fuck that shit. Hamas is their oppressor, folks. It's their oppressor. So it's time that we all get this free speech thing right. Rather, rather we talk about uh, the 14th Amendment, which I was just speaking about, or rather we talk about this conflict in Gaza and the history, the context, and the and the extemporaneous events surrounding it and why it is where it is. Because again, I can sit here and tell you that my I know for sure that Bibi Netanyahu is a right-wing fascist. I also can tell you that Hamas is a fucking fascist terrorist organization. And I can also tell you that is Israel has the right to protect itself. It absolutely has the right to protect itself. And it has the right to retaliate against that fascist terrorist organization that committed war crimes on their civilians. And I can also tell you that the Palestinian people deserve to be free. Free from oppression, no matter where it comes from. Free from murder. Free from genocide, as some people want to call it. And we can be absolutely clear on this. That Israel should not have leveled a refugee camp to get one Hamas leader. Seems a little fucking ridiculous. But I can also tell you in the same breath that is true that when Hamas picks their launch sites on purpose for retaliation to kill civilians so that they can pump propaganda into the world, it is a real thing. They are choosing to do that. A lot of things can be true all at the same time. And we must use our speech and we must understand free speech. Because in today's world, this microphone, this machine kills fascists if we let it. If this machine kills fascists, but it can also promote fascism. 
So you have to decide where your speech lies. And you have to understand that there's consequences for every single part of your speech. So don't go anywhere because I got like an hour and a half of speech left. (laughs) I really do every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, two full hours on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. As they say on the radio, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. 60 seconds. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. 